ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله قال الله تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال الله تعالى ايضا يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا وقال الله تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله رسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار اما بعد اتقوا الله تعالى وراقبوه سبحانه مراقبه من يعلم ان ربه يسمعه ويراه عباد الله وسلايز اوف الله سبحانه وتعالى انديد الله سبحانه وتعالى اس ديفايدد مانكايند انتو تو جروبس ذا فيرست اوف ذيم بين ذا مؤمنين اند ذا اذرز بين ذا كفار او ذا كافرين الله سبحانه وتعالى يسيز هو الذي خلقكم فمنكم كافر ومنكم مؤمن الله سبحانه وتعالى يمنشنز ان يسيز ذات هي از ذا وان هو كرييتد يو سو الله سبحانه وتعالى از ذا وان ذات كرييتد اول اوف اس whether we are believing in Allah whether we don't believe in Allah سبحانه وتعالى and then Allah says yet some of you are disbelievers while others are believers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he has sent anbiya he has sent rusul yani mubashirina wa nadira he sent these rusul mubashiran to give glad tidings to people to give glad tidings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one and that you must worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then it did not stop you then they made tahdhir as well and they warned people they came as warners if you look at the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam you will find the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam like the anbiya before him they warned the people worship Allah and worship Allah alone don't describe partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this in itself teaches us and it shows us a very important lesson and this refutes the concept that Islam is only about love that we as Muslims this is all that we do that you need to talk about love 
You need to only have love. You only need to show love. Yes, this is in his place. But there's a flip side to the coin. And that is that you need to warn people as well. So if someone does something wrong, they need to be warned. If you have a father or a mother, they love their child. They love this child dearly. They'll do anything for the child. But if the child steps out of line, do they reprimand the child or do they say, no, you know what, because of our love, do what you want to do. And if this is the case, then nine out of ten times when this child grows up, he's going to either grow up doing things that he's not supposed to be doing. Why? Because he was never reprimanded as a young child. But reprimanding him doesn't mean that the parent has less love or no love for the child. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, مَا كَانَ اللَّهُ That Allah would not لِيَذَرَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ He would not leave the believers عَلَى مَا أَنْتُمْ عَلَيْهِ In the condition that you were in. حَتَّى So this is important. حَتَّى so now Allah says until it is distinguished for you what is good and what is evil so many a times people we don't know what is good for us and sometimes we don't know what is evil for us we don't know what is bad and this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down the book this is why he sent down the books to previous Anbiya. This is why he sent down the Quran to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam as a constitution. Because in here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains what is good and what is bad. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he informed his companions what is good for you and what is bad for you. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he said that I have not left you with anything, I have not indicated to you anything good, but that it will lead you to Jannah. And I have not told you and not reprimanded you and not stopped you from something bad, that it will lead you to Jahannam. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا إِلَىٰ ثَمُودَ أَخَاهُمْ صَالِحًا Allah says, and we certainly sent to the people of Thamud, their brother, Salih, Allah, proclaiming worship Allah and Allah alone. And then Allah says, فَإِذَا هُمْ فَرِيقَانِ And, but they suddenly split, يَخْتَصِمُونَ Into two groups. So what two groups is Allah speaking about? Speaking about those that are on haqq. And those that are on Baltic. And the next important point is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He distinguishes between these two groups and He introduces us to a very important matter. And that is a matter of Bara. This is a matter of staying away from certain things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ بَعْدُهُمْ أَوْلِيَاءُ Allah says that the believing males and the believing females, 
ba'duhum awliya'u ba'd that they are friends of one another they are companions of one another walladhina kafaru ba'duhum awliya'u ba'd illa taf'aluhu takun fitnatun fil ardi wa fasadun kabir and now Allah says as for the disbelievers they are guardians to one another they are walis to one another they are friends to one another and unless you O believers act likewise there will be great oppression and corruption in the land so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has drawn the criteria Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has drawn the line this is not something I'm saying this is not something that's coming from someone learned. It's not coming from someone that is sheikh. But this is Allah Azza wa Jal. He's saying that lines have been drawn. That, oh, believing males and females, you must become friends with one another. And, oh, kuffar, you are awliya to one another. You are friends to one another. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has taught us that there needs to be barah. There needs to be a difference and there needs to be a distinguishing line. That we are free from certain acts that you do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, قَدْ كَانَتْ لَكُمْ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ فِي إِبْرَاهِيمٌ That you have already have an excellent example in the story or in the life of Nabi Ibrahim. And who was Nabi Ibrahim? Nabi Ibrahim was Khalilullah. He was the friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not that the other anbiya were not friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Nabi Ibrahim, he went through a really tough time. That his own father, some narration says it was his uncle, that he turned against him. Because he was a craft of idols. Not just making idols, not just praying to idols, but selling idols as well. And the story is quite well known. That Nabi Ibrahim, he stood up against this fatherly figure to him or his father. And there came a time when he said, that indeed I am free of you. Indeed I am free of what you worship. Because Islam, Tawheed, and kufr, they can never see hand in hand. They can never go and see eye to eye. There's a difference. You either worship Allah Azza wa Jal, or you don't worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You cannot worship Allah today and worship something else tomorrow. And then next week you want to worship Allah, and then the following week you want to worship something else. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you look at the tafsir of Kulia al kafirun, this is exactly what happened. Kulia al kafirun, say, O kuffar, that you worship one day, then tomorrow we worship another day, you worship one God, I worship one God. This is not Islam. This is not the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He draws our attention And he says that you have already seen An excellent example In Nabi Ibrahim And those that were Walladina ma'ahu Those who were with him And when it is said To the people Inna That we Bara'u minkum 
that we are free and we disassociate from you. وَمِمَّا تَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ And that we shun whatever idols you worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. كَفَرُنَا بِكُمْ And we reject you. وَبَدَا بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكُمُ الْعَدَاوَةُ وَالْبَغْضَ So now they say, Surah Mumtahina. So now he says, that if you want to worship these idols, worship them. But this is where we draw the line now. This is where we draw the line and we reject. And the enmity and the hatred that has arisen between us and you will last until you believe in Allah alone. Meaning, there's always going to be this line. There can never be a friendship. There can never be a sitting together. And this is obviously needs to be clarified in the statement or that when we give da'wah, we obviously give da'wah in the best of ways. We try to win the people over with good akhlaq. But giving da'wah doesn't mean that I need to come sit at your house and have a braai. Giving da'wah does not mean that on the day of Christmas I need to come and give you presents, as we will see a bit later. Giving da'wah, being good to you, doesn't mean that we need to go on holiday together. It doesn't mean this. Giving da'wah means that I call you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I will be a good neighbor to you. If something happens, I will try and assist you. But there's a line that needs to be drawn. That I cannot come, and we will see this a bit later, that I do not, cannot come and share in your festivities because your festivities are doing what? Your festivities are showing us that you worship other than Allah Azza wa Jal. That you call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's Prophet a son of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ لَا أَعْبَدُ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ that we do not worship that which you worship. So indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He has commanded and He has shown us and He distinguishes between that which is right and that which is wrong. And indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is distinguished for the believers. That which our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came with from the sharia and from the signs of Islam and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he came with a complete deen as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says udakhulu fi silmi kafa that enter into Islam wholeheartedly Again, we don't Muslim today. Then it comes to festive season. Now it's fine, you know. Can just drink a bit. It's fine. Let's go out a bit. Let's go walk on the beach. Let's have a nice day on the beach. Half the people are naked. Half the people are drinking. Half the people are having music. But you know what? It's festive season. Let's have fun. There's nothing wrong. Right? Walking on the beach. Hijab. But sitting next to you is someone half naked then it's better to sit at home than to be in a place that if Allah's adab come, 
Allah is not going to distinguish. The Adab is not going to distinguish between someone that has a scarf on, someone that has a niqab on, and someone that is half naked. This is something to think about. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like we mentioned, He sent Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he entered Medina, we find a narration from Anas ibn Malik, where he says, Qadama Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al-Madina, walahum yawmani yal'abuna fihima. So Anas radiallahu anhu says when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he entered Medina what does he find? He finds that the people of Medina they were having a celebration for two days and he says وَيَلْعَبُونَ and they were playing, they were merry, they were having a good time. فَقَالَ مَا هَذَانِ So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he asked so what is these two days? Qalu, so they said, Kunna nal'abu fihima fil jahiliya. These were the days that, these two days were the days that we used to play. Right? We used to have fun. We used to have a good time in the days of jahiliya. Faqala Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, he said, Inna Allah, indeed, showing emphasis, tawkid, that indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, qad abdalakum bihima khayram minhumma. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has replaced these two days, yani yawm al-adha wa yawm al-fitr. He has replaced these two days with the day of Eid al-Adha and the days of Eid al-Fitr. So here we derive and we understand that there's no other festivities in Islam besides the day of Eid and the day of right Eid al-Adha and the day of Eid al-Fitr. So th- this hadith in itself, it clarifies and it makes null and void all other festivities Valentine's Day Mother's Day Father's Day Birthdays Christmas Day New Year's Day it nullifies all of this because as a Muslim you only have two days to celebrate the day of Eid Adha and Eid Al-Fitr وعن عقبة بن عامر and عقبة Ibn Amir, he says, May Allah be pleased with him. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Yawmu Arafa wa yawmu nahr wa ayyamu tashriq, Eiduna ahl al-Islam. Rawahu Abu Dawud wa sahahu Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani. So Uqba ibn Amir, he says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says that Yawmu Arafa is also a day of celebration. Yawmu nahr the day of slaughtering is also days of celebration ayyamu tashriq the three days right we say that labaran hajis for driyofida right here's it and he says eiduna ahl al-islam this is the eids of islam so again clarifying which days is days of celebrating وعن عائشة رضي الله عنها and the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم's wife عائشة رضي الله عنها she says قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم that indeed the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said إن لكل قوم عيدا 
that indeed for every nation, for every people, there's festivities, there's Eid for them. وَإِنَّ هَذَا عِيدُنَا And indeed this is our Eid referring to Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha. قَالَ إِمَامُ الذَّهَبِ رَحِمَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى فَهَذَا قَوْلُ مِنُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ يُوجَبُ إِخْتِصَاسَ كُلِّ قَوْمٍ بِعِيدٍ So he says that every nation, it is specific that every people and every nation, they have the Eid. And Allah, then he says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لِكُلِّ جَعَلْنَا مِنْكُمْ شِرْعَةً وَمِنْهَاجًا so to teach to each of you we have ordained a code of law and a way of life every nation they have their own way they have their own tariqah so it is not that a muslim goes and celebrates with another nation and it's not that another nation comes and they want to celebrate here everyone has their own manhaj everyone has their own celebrations so each to their own but what do we find today? That it's been pushed on the Muslim. That he needs to celebrate, she needs to celebrate what is happening with another religion. And this is not of tolerance. This is not of any type of religion. You don't force your way on other people's religion. And then if we realize and we see that for the Nasara, they have an Eid. For the Yahud, they have an Eid. And for the Muslims, they have an Eid. وَلَا يَجُوزُ يُشَارِكُمْ أُبَيْنَهُمْ And it is not permissible to dwell and to be with each other during the Eids. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and there is no doubt that the birth of Nabi Isa is a blessing. There is no doubt that the birth of the Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, is a blessing like all the other births of all the Prophets. The creation of Adam, the birth of Nuh, the birth of Yusuf. Because with the birth of a Nabi, what happens? That Hidayah and guidance comes to a nation. Guidance comes to a people. Because Allah sends every Prophet to do what? The message to worship Allah and to stay away from worshipping false deities. So like we mentioned that this is a great ni'mah, this is a great bounty from Allah to send anbiya. Because what do they come with? Like we mentioned that when Allah sends them that he takes out people whomsoever he wills from darkness and brings them to light and we know that with the life and the history of Nabi Isa that this needs another Juma another two Jumas on its own but there were many claims against which is not just Nabi Isa, but against his mother. For example, she never had a husband. And they accused her, of zina, of fornication. And obviously Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he clarifies this, 
in Suratun Nisa, towards the end of Suratun Nisa. But I want to draw your attention towards the end of Suratun Maryam, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَالُوا اتَّخَذَ الرَّحْمَنُ وَلَدَ They say that the most compassion has offspring. So they say that Allah Azza wa Jal has a son, he has offspring. So now think back, my beloved brothers, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say in the third last surah of the Quran? Qul huwa Allahu ahad. Say Allah is one. Allahu samad. Lam yalid wa lam yulad. So Allah clarifies this already. Lam yalid wa lam yulad. That Allah begets not, nor was he begotten. Allah does not, never came from parents, nor does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have any offspring. لَقَدْ جِئْتُمْ شَيْئًا إِدَّةً You have certainly made an outrageous claim. So now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replies to those people that say that Isa is the son of God. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replies to this by saying you have certainly made an outrageous claim. تَكَادُ السَّمَاوَاتُ يَتَفَطَّرْنَ مِنْهُ And Allah says by the which the heavens are about to burst. And the earth splits apart. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And the mountains will crumble hadda into pieces. So you make a claim that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a son. You make a claim that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a child. So what happens? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the heavens are going to burst. The heavens will burst with this claim. The earth will split apart and the mountains will crumble into pieces. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if this is happening to inanimate objects, then what about the heart of a Muslim? But he still says that it's fine to wish someone and say Merry Christmas. It is fine to say that to someone have a good Christmas. What is his Christmas? His Christmas is that... Nabi Isa was born. His Christmas is that Nabi Isa is the son of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa na'udhu billah. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala carries on. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Anda'u lil-Rahmani walada in protest of attributing children to the most compassion. So what happened? The sky split. The mountains crumble because you made a claim to Allah Azza wa Jal. And it, it does not befit Rahman, the majesty. It does not befit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah Azza wa Jal has the most compassionate to have children. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, In kullu man fis samawati wal ard, there is none in the heavens or the earth, illa except Ati Rahmani Abda, who will not return to the most compassion in full submission. And this is reality. Kullu nasin dha'iqatul maut. Every soul, my beloved brothers, is going to taste death. No matter how rich you are, no matter how poor you are, no matter what degree you have, whether you have a degree, whether you don't have a degree, whether you believe in Allah, whether you disbelieve in Allah, 
Whether you call to Jesus, whether you don't call to Isa, alayhi salam. We are all going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لَقَدْ أَحْصَاهُمْ وَعَدَّهُمْ عَدَّ And indeed, He fully knows them and has counted them precisely. So slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This brings me to the end of the first khutbah. And if we look at Ibn al-Qayyim, al-Jawziya rahimahullahu ta'ala, in his book, Ahkamu Ahli Dhimma. And just to summarize, he basically says, and to wish the kuffar on the specific day, on the specific days of the Eid, فَحَرَامٌ بِالْإِتِّفَاقِ That it is haram by the consensus of the ulama. And he carries on and he explains why? Because they attribute a son to Allah Azza wa Jal and he attributes and he says that for every nation they have an Eid. أقول هذا قول واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل دم فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى وشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله وسلم عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد اتقوا الله يا عباد الله عن أبي سعيد الخدري رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عن ذوثارتي أف Abu Sa'id al-Khudri was a famous companion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لَتَتَّبِعُنَّ سَنَنَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ شِبْرًا بِشِبْرٍ وَذِرَاعًا بِذِرَاعٍ Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, he said that the Prophet peace be upon him said, you tread the same path as was treaded by those before you, inch by inch and step by step. Carries on and he says, حَتَّى لَوْ دَخَلُوا فِي جُحْرِ ضَبِّ Until you will enter the hole of a lizard. You would follow them in this also. So whatever the kuffar is doing, you will follow them. So it's the prediction of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and it's exactly happening today. Whatever they do, we want to do. Whatever they do, we even try to do better than them. وَنَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ So the companions, قُلْنَا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ They asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, أَلْيَهُودَ وَالنَّصَارَ They asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is this referring to the Yahud and the Nasara? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, فَمَنْ then who else? Meaning, O oh slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do not tread this path, do not follow this path, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is warning, do not follow this path of the kuffar. When it comes to the festivities, when it comes to the way of life, if it is haram, because if you follow this path, you are going to end up just like them. Compare, and I end off on this, compare, when it is the first of Muharram to the first 
of January. Compare these two days and you will see a huge difference of how we as an ummah welcomes a new year and how the kuffar welcomes a new year. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings. Hada wa sallu wa sallimu ra'akumullah.